Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you can swim with the sharks? Talk with Mr. Great White himself, Roy Green. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Some owner's going to do that. He's going to say, that guy that disrespects our flag, he's fired. And that owner, they don't know it. They don't know it. They're friends of mine, many of them. They don't know it. They'll be the most popular person for a week. They'll be the most popular person in this country. President of the United States in Alabama the other night telling the NFL owners to fire the players who will not respect the flag and the national anthem. And he's getting a lot of public support. The left is, of course, supporting the players, anybody who will challenge Trump. But a lot of the fans, and I read you the tweets earlier from New England, booing the players before and after the national anthem. Here's, um, go back to your calls at 800-263-2428 in just a minute. I want to read you the letter. The letter that Jeffrey Powers, retired U.S. Marine colonel, sent to the commissioner of the National Football League, Roger Goodell. Commissioner, I've been a season pass holder at Yankee Stadium, the Yale Bowl, and Giant Stadium. I missed the 90-91 season because I was with a battalion of Marines in Desert Storm. Fourteen of my wonderful Marines returned home with the American flag draped across their lifeless bodies. My last conversation with one of them, Sergeant Garrett Mongrella, was about how our giants were going to be in the Super Bowl. He never got to see it. Many friends, Marines, and Special Forces soldiers who worked with me or for me through the years returned home with the American flag draped over their coffins. Now I watch multimillionaire athletes who never did anything in their lives but play a game disrespect what brave Americans fought and died for. They're essentially spitting in the faces and on the graves of real men, men who have actually done something for this country, beside playing with a ball and believing they're something special. They're not. My Marines and soldiers were. You are complicit in this. You'll find players for large and small infractions, but you lack the moral courage and respect for our nation and the fallen to put an immediate stop to this. Yes, I know it's their First Amendment right to behave in such a despicable manner. What would happen if they came out and disrespected you? or the refs, publicly. I observed a player getting a personal foul for twerking in the end zone after scoring. I guess that's much worse than disrespecting the flag and our national anthem. Hmm, isn't his First Amendment right to express himself like an idiot in the end zone? Why is taunting not allowed, yet taunting America is okay? You find players for wearing 9-11 commemorative shoes, yet you allow scum on the sidelines to sit, kneel, or pump their pathetic fist in the air, they are so deprived with their multi-million dollar contracts for playing a freaking game. You condone it all by your refusal to act. You're just as bad and disgusting as they are. I hope Americans boycott any sponsor who supports that rabble you call the NFL. I hope they turn off the TV when any team that allowed this disrespect to occur without consequence on the sidelines. I applaud those who have not. Legends and heroes do not wear shoulder pads. They wear body armor and carry rifles. 
They make minimum wage and spend months and years away from their families. They do it for an, not for an hour on Sunday. They do it 24-7, often with lead, not footballs, coming in their direction. They watch their brothers carted off in pieces, not on a gurney to get their knee iced. They don't even have ice. Many don't have legs or arms. Some wear blue and risk their lives daily on the streets of America. They wear fire helmets and go upstairs into the fire rather than down to safety. On 9-11, hundreds vanished. They are the heroes. I hope that your high-paid protesting pretty boys and you look in the mirror when you shave tomorrow and see what you really are. Legends in your own minds. You need to hit the road and take those worms with you. Time to change the channel. That's from uh, retired Marine Colonel Jeffrey um, this is Peters, I think his last name. Anyway, his letter to uh, Roger Goodell. Let's go back to your calls. 800-263-2428, your reaction to the National Football League players in response to Donald Trump's challenge the other night in Alabama in increasing numbers, kneeling and disrespecting the national anthem. Hey, Bob in Vancouver, thank you for the call, sir. Please go ahead. Hi, good morning. Hi. Um, it, it really shouldn't matter how you come down on this, whether you're with the protesters or against them. The fact is, when people go to a sporting event, you're going to soon see it in basketball, as you have in football. People work hard. They, they buy their tickets. They take their children or families to a game. The last thing they need is politicking at a sporting event. Yes, sir. And uh, I think uh, Goodall is is grossly mistaken here. I think, uh, uh, what's his name, Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots and a few of the others, I don't know why they're pandering to this protest. And I'm sure they're looking at the bottom line, but I think it's time to show some character and stand up. And I hope somebody with a lot of power, like Jerry Jones for the Cowboys, I hope he takes some sort of a stand on this and does the right thing because they, they've got to have a second look at this. It ultimately, in the long term, it's, it's going to really hurt their season and their bottom line and their ticket sales. And it doesn't help the country either, Bob, at a time the United States is already in no. turmoil. No, it's, it's already bad enough. And uh, another thing that I'd just like to, before I go here, these uber liberals, uh, the celebrities, uh, some of the politicians and the, uh, the dot-com people in Silicon Valley, uh, they're, they're uh, complicit in this. And uh, I really think it's about time, and I think it's starting to happen. The great unwashed out there are going to step up. They're going to demand their country back, and I would hopefully one day like to see the same thing happen in Canada. I can't wait for the next Oscars. They'll find a reason to play the... Uh U.S. national anthem, and then you'll see all those clowns take a knee. Yeah, and and it's just absolutely awful. I mean, look at this last award show, whatever it was. All these phony climate change people—they were all walking down a red carpet with the air conditioning coming up from under the carpet, <laughs> right. so they didn't get sweat That's in their right. brow. I mean, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, Clooney, the whole bunch—they're nothing less than hypocrites. And I, I just wish the general populace would wake up and turn the dial off. Here's DiCaprio, who, of course, is the great climate protector globally, drives around in a Prius, good for him. But I have photographs of him, and we, we, we published them on Twitter. DiCaprio sitting on a 452-foot personal yacht that's owned by, uh, by Geffen, uh, and, and he bought it from, I think, Bill Gates' 
uh, partner at IBM. Anyway, he's got a 452-foot, let's call it what it is, a ship. And there's there's uh, DiCaprio on a vacation cruise on one of these gas guzzlers. I don't, I, don't, I don't worry. I mean, I'm not concerned about him doing that. I don't begrudge it. But if he's, he's talking out of both sides of his mouth at the same time. They're, they're hypocrites, whether it be yes, DiCaprio, sir. the Pope, or any of them. It's all about redistribution of yeah. wealth. And one last thing about DiCaprio. Yeah. He's got five homes, including a private island, which is powered by diesel engines. And the only way you get food to the island is by plane, boat. And he also interchanges about six or eight different nymphets every week. He flies them in, flies the one out. This is DiCaprio? This is, I, this is DiCaprio? Yeah, this is DiCaprio. Okay. Thank you, Bob, in Vancouver, 800-263-2428. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Twitter is at the Roy Green Show, And in Edmonton, here's Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. I just wanted to say that, uh, first of all, I agree with the guy behind that was just on about all the climate stuff. As we got snow this week in Edmonton, I was kind of hoping for a bit of climate warming, but whatever. Anyways... Come um, to southern Ontario. It's the, the, uh, the humid X is 40 Celsius. I know, and we had snow. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, about the um, about the NFL. Yes. I just think that yes, they have the right to to kneel or do whatever they want, but ultimately, and, and of course, that the owners aren't going to do anything until it starts impacting their their money. And so, ultimately, the people who are in charge and who have control are the fans. Yeah. So stop going to the games, stop yeah. buying the stuff, and stop yeah. watching it on TV, and it'll stop. Well, well, the ratings are, go- ratings are going down, and thank you for the call, and 34% of fans told Rasmussen that they're going to be spending less time watching the National Football League because of the disrespect to the anthem. We're going to go to Mexico in a few minutes' time and talk about the uh, earthquakes there, but here's Tristan in Shelbourne, Ontario. Hi, Tristan. Thank you for the call. Hey, how are you doing? Good, um, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. I'm, I'm, I'm African-American. I'm, I'm, I love this country. I love Canada. I love being in North America. I love the fact that we have the ability to express ourselves in different ways. I don't agree with most of your callers. I don't agree with your perspective because I, I believe that the issue isn't, isn't about the method of the protest. The issue is why they're protesting. And I feel like we're moving away from the fact that there are young black men or black women or people of color that are marginalized that are getting, that are getting um, hurt by, by the authorities, by, hurt by systems and things of that nature, and nobody's addressing those issues. Now, I do agree with you in the sense of the players. Yes, the players do have the affluence. They do have the wealth to be able to do work in their communities, which a lot of them are doing. And I think that with, with respect, you're not giving them enough credit in terms of what they're doing. And if you don't know, then, then I would rather you say you don't know than assume that they're not doing anything. Well, we've, then, got this, we've got the statistics about how many have been arrested. But let me just, let me just run this by you. Prior to Donald Trump saying what he did in, in Alabama, there was just a handful of players who were kneeling while the anthem was being played. Yep. Today, the number has increased dramatically. So what are they protesting? Are they protesting? Let me finish. Are they protesting the same issues Colin Kaepernick was protesting, or are they protesting Donald Trump's statement? So, here, so here's the thing. It's two different things. No, 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 no. no. I, I don't think it's two different things. Because ultimately, what, what Donald Trump said, and, we, and obviously I'm not going to say it, but he said some profane things about the individuals that were protesting. And just because the players, some of the players, specifically the black players, not all of them kneeled, it didn't mean that they didn't agree with, agree with the issues that were happening in the country. It's just that they felt like they had, there was other methods to be able to address the issue. Now with Donald Trump, with his position and the way he called out 
um, Colin Kaepernick in that profane way, in that disrespectful way, um, as a president, as a sitting president, it now became an, an issue where you're now attacking the whole, the whole, the whole foundation of, of what it means to be able to be free, not just to express yourself, but to express your ideas. No, but remember what remember what's being protested, and remember what that flag represented to the men, and particularly we're talking about men now who fought in the in the world wars. Remember what that flag represented. No, hold on. Let, remember what that flag represented to them, and that flag represented everything to them. That that was the last thing they could hold on to. It represented freedom. It represented opportunity, and to stand up and then to disrespect the flag in in the manner that they are, that is going to get pushback. And, no, and 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 I get no, and I res- and I respectfully disagree because here's the thing: I get that, and I think it's it's really a matter of perspective because. The reality is that black players or the black people are saying that for a lot of people, that flag doesn't represent unity. It doesn't represent the military. It doesn't just represent um, what what you're expressing. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying for them, it represents the fact that they've been marginalized. For them, it represents the fact that, 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 you know, black, young black kids are getting killed by police on tape and the police aren't getting charged or arrested or anything. Yeah, there's some terrible incidents. I absolutely concur with you on that. So, so, I mean, I, I, I think this is the dialogue that I'd love to have, for us to have. We don't necessarily have to agree, but I think engaging in dialogue and being able to show both perspectives is the most important thing. Well, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you called, but look, there are ways to do things and there are ways to not do things. If you're trying to get through to everyone, if you're trying to make a case that is going to be at least listened to and considered by blacks and whites and every other ethnic and racial group in, in the United States, then do it in a way, because you can do it. You can do it as a players association. You can do it as individual players. You can do it as a team of players. There are ways to do it where you're not absolutely immediately turning off a significant portion of the population, and that's what they're doing. Because they're following, I'm going to say to you again, they are protesting Donald Trump today. They're not following Colin Kaepernick. I know so you and I disagree I, on that, but... Can I just speak to one more thing? I don't want yeah, to... Up yeah, yeah. I've got about 60 but, seconds, so go okay, ahead, please. Okay. Quickly, I'm just saying, I agree with you in the sense of being aware of your message to be able to have the best impact. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's like exercising. At the end of the day, you need to lose weight. So whether you run, whether you jog, you skip, whatever else, yeah. you may hate the method, but at the end of the day, it's about getting the results and trying to connect and, and, and do what you have to do to get the results to get to solve the issue. Okay, let you know me ask you let me ask you this question then in thirty seconds, give me the answer. What do you think of the people who are booing the players? I think that they, they just don't understand. They don't understand what the real issue is. It's and not just that, white it's not just whites who are booing the players. No, I no I no I understand. I understand. But but that's the thing. It's 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 divisive yeah. because people don't understand the actual message. Okay. And that's the one thing I think that I got so many questions for you, Tristan, and we don't have any time. Do you think do, do you do you think this is a do you think this is a racially hopelessly divided society? No, I don't. Good. I believe I have white friends, I have black friends, I have Good. friends from all nations. I love people. So All right, yeah. man, and I appreciate your call. No problem. Thank you so much. Bye. Tristan in Shelburne, Ontario, will no doubt be getting back at this one. When we come back, we're off to Mexico or Mexico City, and we'll talk to uh, a young Canadian who lives in Mexico about the earthquakes and the, uh, the time since. Don't go away.